Hi St. James, uh, this is the reading, the English language reading and sermon for the uh, twin, the last week of January, 30th of January. And I'm, I'm Ali and I'm one of the vicars here at St. James and it is a pleasure to explore this passage together with you. We are reading from Luke 2 and it's verse 25 right the way down to 40. So it's Luke chapter 2. 25 to 40. Sit down because it's a long reading. At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple so when Mary and Joseph came to present baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was a daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshipping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everybody who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong and was filled with wisdom and God's favour was on him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these readings for us this morning. Thank you that you speak to our hearts by your spirit like you spoke to Simeon. Father, would you speak to us now as we listen? Give us your word fresh for us today. Amen. So today we are celebrating Jesus being uh, presented at the temple. Some people call it Candlemas. Um, it marks the end of Christmas. Finally, all your decorations really ought to be down. Christmas is now officially over. And we swizzle, we turn in our seats as it were, and we go from the cradle and we look to the cross and the beginning of Lent. It also marks uh, the end of Mary's isolation. After 40 days after giving birth, or 40 days after giving birth, Mary needs to stay at home and be isolated. And this is the first thing she does after that. So this marks the end of that time. And Mary's welcoming back into the community. 
Simeon, we read in verse 25, has been waiting. He knows he will see the salvation of Israel before he dies. He's getting old and he is waiting. He's waiting for the Messiah. But we read in verse 29, he has by then finished waiting. Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. Our New Living Translation says, others say go in peace, but die in peace sounds very much more final. It's a relief. He's seen it and he has been released. A new time is coming. He is turning from a time of waiting to a time of knowing. Anna too. Anna is very interesting. Luke often tells stories where he has one male and one female as a way of illustrating his point. Often when he talks about Jesus' parables, he talks about God as a man, good shepherd, and then God as a woman who's lost a coin. He likes to put these two things beside each other, and he's done the same here, Simeon and Anna. Anna is interesting because her, the, when Luke's talking about her, he uses numbers. I don't know if you'd noticed. She was the daughter of priests. Numbers in the Bible, just to explain, they're often repeated, uh, like 40 days, Noah is in the ark. 40 days, Jesus fasts in the wilderness. Um, three days, Isaac comes, his walk to the mountain where he's to be sacrificed is three days. And Jesus's time in the grave is three days. Things like this. So, Anna's been married seven years. Seven years, seven days of the week. It's a, it's a, number in the Bible that often seems to have a theme behind it of completeness. When something is complete, it is seven. It is done. So she, we can say her marriage was completed. Seven years. But she's 84. The Bible's not sure whether that means that she was 84 years old or she'd been a widow 84 years. It doesn't really seem to matter. It's the 84 that's important. And for those of you who are mathematicians, you already have clocked that 7 multiplied by 12 is 84. And 12 in the Bible is the number of tribes in Israel. So whenever Luke is saying, here's Anna, she is of a family of priests. She's off the old way. She was married seven years. She has completed her time. She has completed the time of Israel. The time of the 12 tribes of Israel and the, the action of the priests and the sacrifices and that first promise, that first testament, that first covenant is coming to an end. And we can start turning and look to see what the renewal of that covenant, what that new testament looks like. It's not that it's bad. It's simply that it's been completed. Now, some of us, like Simeon, have been waiting for change. We felt change coming. I've had a number of people coming up to me and saying, God is doing something new at St. James. Something new is happening. I can feel it, they say. I feel it. And that's like Simeon. He had a feeling to come to the temple. The Holy Spirit told him to come to the temple. Often in our culture we talk about feelings or 
rather than saying the Holy Spirit told me, it feels somehow arrogant to admit that we believe that God has spoken to us. God has spoken to some people at St. James and said, the time of change is coming. And they wait eagerly. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Change is coming, just like Simeon. Don't let me die without seeing it coming. And to those of you who feel like this, I want to say thank you. Because you have been praying and listening and talking to me. And this has been a long time coming. Change is coming. Covid has been a long time. I never thought we'd get to a second anniversary, which will come up in a couple of months, where we have been in lockdown or partial lockdown for two years. Where we're still recording our sermons on uh, bits of electricity, I don't know what, computers. I thought we'd be back. I thought we'd have our four congregations and I'd be back playing guitar and leading worship and preaching all at the same time. Uh, and yet we are not there yet. It's been a long time. Whatever happens for Simeons, when the change comes, it will be a relief. Others, like Mary and Joseph, they're surprised. We read in verse 33, Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Why were they amazed? Mary had had an angel appear to her and tell her that she was about to have God's baby. She wasn't, well, she was a bit amazed, but she said yes and off she went. Joseph had a dream where he said this baby is God's and not yours and not Mary's fault and you are to look after him and you are to call him Jesus. Fine, brilliant. So why are they amazed? Sometimes truth drips in. It's not like Simeon who, who was told and who waited. For others of us, the truth, we hear a little bit and we go, okay, okay. And then we hear another little bit more and we go, okay, okay. It takes us time to, to work out what's happening next and work out what we feel about that. And I think God is kind and gentle with us in that. But they were surprised when they heard that Jesus was different. At St. James, as I said before, we are going through a time of change. People who've been in our community for years and years have moved away. People who did jobs have gone and stepped down. Thinking of Erica, who did our kids' work so, so kindly for so long. Jeff, who apart from his wisdom and his grace, did all our techie stuff for so, so long. Edna has stepped down. She's no longer part of PCC, no longer PCC secretary, no longer trying to hold all of those roles. It feels like a change and a time. People call this liminal space. And this is liminal space in our Bible story too. Jesus is no longer the baby in the manger. But he is not yet the man he will become. He's not even the boy who goes to the temple and gets lost. He is simply a baby. 
He's not what he was, and he's not what he will be. He's somewhere in the middle. As humans, generally, we don't like this space. We want to either have the baby or the man on the cross. The bit in the middle is a bit hard. We either want four congregations or we want whatever's coming next. We don't like the bit in the middle where we're trying to work out what is best for us, what God wants for us. We want things as they were, things that suited us, things that felt comfortable. Or we want to be able to decide what we're going to do about what is new. This liminal space, this turning from the cradle to the cross, is hard. It's tricky space. Why can't we just call it Lent and get on with it? No. Today is precious. Because this space, this in-between space of the not and the wasn't, but it isn't quite, but it could be, it marks, it's the COVID space. Are we free from COVID restrictions? No, not really. But we're better than we were. Will we go back to life as it was before COVID? Will there ever be a time when we're all bundled into one tiny room with no masks and then hug each other? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Will we all share from one cup, one person sipping after another with a small handkerchief wife in the middle? I'm not really sure how we survived. Of course we will. Of course we will go back to something. The church is discussing, the church wider discussing whether you can bless a jug as well as a cup and whether we can pour wine from a blessed jug into smaller individual cups so that we can keep feeling a bit safe even in the midterm. Anyhow, we're in this liminal space. It is a gift because this is where creative stuff this is where we get to look at what's going on in, in the church, what's going on in our lives, and make changes that we need to. Plan and think creatively. Liminal spaces in the Bible are like Israelites going through the desert for 40 years. They're not in the promised land and they're no longer in slavery, but they're somewhere in the middle. How much change did God bring that nation in that time? How did he use their leaders in that time? What's God doing in your life in this time? Are you feeling brave and you can't wait to get back? Are you feeling brave and you want to try something new? Are you feeling anxious about the future but you don't want to go back to how things were before? Whichever way, God is holding you and God is holding us. We aren't where we were. We aren't where we will be. But we are somewhere liminal in the middle. As some have said, God is doing something new. Other people are saying, when, we can, when can we get back to doing what we were? And somehow, in the space in between those two questions... We need to work out what St. James has been called to be. And we will do this with PCC. And we will do this being guided by our vision and values. We are standing on the rock of Jesus, shining his light to all we meet. We are resilient in mission. We are loving in our relationships. And we are focused on Jesus. 
And those three values will help us shape our future. So will we do something that is self-serving? No, because it's not loving in our relationships. Will we do something that is traditional, but no longer focused on Jesus? We are focused on Jesus. And what will we do before and in the middle and after? Will we stay in mission? We'll stay in mission because it's who we are. And in our lives separately and individually in this liminal time, this time of change, this time of endings and beginnings, this squishy time as we turn our heads, God has got you. God has got a plan for your future. Your future will not look like your past. God is able to do immeasurably more than you ask or imagine. So let's be loving in our relationships, be focused on Jesus, and be resilient in our mission. As we take time to turn from lockdown to new life, we'll do it slowly. We'll do it lovingly. And we'll do it focused on Jesus and not on our past. Let's pray. Father, thank you that no time for you is in between wasted time. Thank you for today when we remember presentation of Jesus at the temple and we note the endings and the beginnings. Father, would you settle our hearts as the world around us changes. Give us the strength we need to be focused on Jesus, loving in our relationships and resilient in mission. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.